Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Reservations. I'm your host, Rain Whalen. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I remember how to do this. I don't think really. you really um, remember how to been, do this. It's been a while. It's It's yeah. been a long time. Or, our, I'm Jeremy, whatever. Who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, our last episode was January 2nd. That was say? a while ago. Now, uh, here we are it's in a be new place. March. Yeah, I know. And... and we are. This is the uh, inaugural episode in the media room. Yes, this is the new, the new place, new digs. Yeah. So um, if if the sound sounds off, everyone, uh, we apologize since we just moved uh, into the new. You know, screw. I'm gonna just say it. it's the office now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still working on the sound. Uh, just bear with us. In season three, I have a feeling the sound will progressively get much better. Yeah, let's hope um, so. But yeah, we uh, we now have a whole room to ourselves. Oh, to, so much to room for activities. Look at this; it's um, great. And so many new movies that we need that we we're going to talk about this season, yeah. which I'm super excited for. Yeah, it's going to be pretty great. And without hesitating any later, uh, let's just jump into it because this is the first time. It's kind of funny start of a new season and it's a movie we both agree on yeah that we wanted to talk about and i think it's the first time that we um uh are going with a movie that is really like in new. the new and new, and yeah. really like because in some places it's still in theaters so well i know i know regal re-released it yeah after one best picture. Um, and if it, no one could figure out by that. And by uh, the title of the episode. We're talking about Parasite. Parasite. Like, oh, man. I know. Before before we really get into the episode, like, so I've been seeing all these posts about it on Facebook. Like, oh, you if you're a cinema lover, you need to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's, that's kind of interesting. And I'd seen some, like, little ads for it. I'm like, what? But what is this movie? Mm-hmm. And then when the Oscars were getting closer and they released the list of nominees, Parasite was on for Best Picture and then, like, Best Director and all of this stuff. Yeah, Best Original Screenplay, Best Foreign Language Film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. I was like, okay, what is this movie? So, me and Ashley are hanging out one night and I'm going through my Apple TV and they had all the the nominees and stuff like listed on uh, the Apple TV yeah. app and I see Parasite. I'm like, okay, what is this movie? So I click on it. I watch the trailer and now I understand how you feel about trailers mm-hmm. because I'm so glad they gave nothing away. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the trailer or the movie, I mean, turn this off, turn this off. Spoilers. <laughs> um, Spoilers are plenty. But the trailer, watch the trailer Definitely, because the trailer is what hooked me. Mm-hmm. I watched the trailer, two minute, 30 second trailer, tells you nothing about the movie. Yeah. Who these characters are, what's happening, what kind of movie this is. Yeah. Because they have comedy moments in the trailer, but then they'll immediately show a dramatic moment, and you're like, what is happening? And it turns out, I mean, because that is the movie. The movie melds mm-hmm. all of these genres together, you know, with comedy, drama, mystery, thriller. You got it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I remember trying to, after I finally watched it, I was like, okay, what is this movie classified as? Oh, sorry, everyone. If I bang on the table, our new table is glass. And uh, you may hear that. I, I just yelled at him for it. <laughs> Would you quit touching the table? <laughs> Touch um, your legs. 
But um, but yeah. So after I watched the trailer, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to check this movie out. Yeah. And then when it won Best Picture, mm-hmm. I was like, I absolutely have to watch this movie now because to go off on my little rant. I'm sure you saw it on Facebook how important it was that Parasite won Best Picture. It's it's very cool that it won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if Roma was up for both. Um, <sighs> was it last year, the year before? I think so. Um, because it was up for Best Foreign Language Film. And Best Picture? I'm not sure. I just know it was Best Director because Alfonso won, it, won for Best Director. Alfonso. Well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because... Because I learned a lot of interesting stuff about the Oscars. We're just gonna, I'm just going to lay this all out on the audience right now. Oh, boy. Here we go. Sorry, um, guys. I never knew that the Oscars were created as a way of, quote-unquote, rewarding these actors, directors, writers, crew members to keep them from unionizing <laughs> in the 20s. Because everyone was using that, unionizing in the 20s. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the creator's name of... The Academy of Here, Arts and Sciences. Well, here's a um, a quick pop quiz for you. Do you remember the first? Do you know the first year of the Academy Awards? 1927, right? 1928, celebrating the films of 1927. Right. Do you know? Do you know one best picture? I don't because they had they had they had two Wings one best picture. Wasn't it two? Year. No, Wings and. Well, I know they had a dual category mm. that they have since gotten rid of. Right. And it's yeah, just best picture. they used to, and I think we mentioned this um, during our Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf episode, where they used to give Academy Awards to black and white uh, cinematography. Right. Separate mm-hmm. from color cinematography, mm-hmm. right? Anyway. Anyway. Go, on, go anyway. on with your history. Anyway, so it's just... It, that was the main thing. I just thought that was so interesting. I was like, "Wow, what a what a twenties thing to do." Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna reward you, Ooh. so you stay happy because you think you won this achievement. And of course, now the Oscars have developed into this. I would say a lot of these movies do deserve the recognition they do. This one, especially this one for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I've heard people talk about it, and I've heard Pete Holmes talk about it on his podcast that why are rewards so important? Because it it subconsciously says you get to keep doing this. Right. Right. Here's mm-hmm. a, here's an award, especially for the Emmys. The Emmys say, oh, yeah. you get another season is basically what it's saying. You get to keep your job mm-hmm. is what winning I mean, is. Right. The Simpsons have all of them now, so. Um, no kidding. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and that's essentially what an Oscar is also. An Oscar is you get to keep making movies. Here right. you go. Here's an Oscar. Right. I right. mean, you know, that's, you know, me and Ashley talked about Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. How it only won two Oscars, Best Actor for Rami Malek, which I, I do feel like he deserved. Fine. And then Best Editing, which I haven't seen a problem in the editing. But there, there there's a huge continuity error in the uh, in that movie. Okay, can you can you please because I've I've heard that. Yeah, it's where is it? It's where they. Sorry, everyone. We'll get to Parasite in a second. So it's <laughs> well, it's, it's where it, they're sitting. At, they need to get used to us ranting it's, again. It's outside. They're sitting at a table, and it's something to do with his clothing, Freddie Mercury's collar or something. Yeah, and it's completely different. You know, with the kind—I mean, the so like, is off. like one shot was one, and then yeah. one shot was like they like come a, back to him like a shot reverse shot, and then it's you know the collars. You know, you see it all the time in other movies right. and on TV and whatever. I mean, I mean, speaking as a you know, I'm editing a short film right now. <laughs> Not to plug anything. Uh, yeah, not <laughs> Jeremy's an actor, everyone. Yeah, I'm 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 in the silly thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's hard, you know, and that's why you have script supervisors. They, they, um, yeah. They oh, well, yeah. And I had to learn that too. I was actually, I had missed one of the scenes of our short film and as I was editing and then I was like, wait, wasn't there? Yeah. And I had to go back and I was like, oh shit. And I had right. to go and redo everything. But anyway. So... <laughs> So back to Paris. Right. So it's funny that we're talking about this sort of, you know, hierarchy with winning and losing and whatever, because Parasite is upper versus lower class. Yes. Right. That is the entire thing. Not, I mean, not the only thing, but it is the majority of what it's trying to say. Right. Yeah. Right. And and that that is the one thing I could take away from the trailer. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we have a lower class family and a higher class family. Right. But then everything in between, you have to see the movie to figure out. Right. And the, the movie starts off, and it's 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 a lot of fun because one by one, these family members are infiltrating <laughs> this, this very wealthy family by working for them, by sabotaging people mm-hmm. uh, before them. And, and so, it's, they, yeah, it's great. And it's, so, it's so brilliant, too. Yeah. You know? I agree. Um so I'm going to be honest, when I was re-watching it last night, I watched it up until the point the Park family leaves for their camping trip, mm-hmm. and the Kim family have now inhabited the home. And see, now, it's funny you bring that up, because this is almost exactly halfway, and this is where the movie shifts. Yes. From a sort of a comedy drama to a thriller, right? Yes. To a mystery. And and that's when I actually stopped. Yeah. Even though I love the movie, I think it's a fantastic movie that deserves more than two rewatches. I was like, okay, I know what's about to happen. Right. I'm good now. Okay. I mean, one, I mean, I'll probably finish it like tomorrow. I'll finish the watching the movie. Yeah. But I was like, okay, I knew what I got what I needed for the podcast. You you just <laughs> forgot the first stuff. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, that shift is so, it's such a 180. It is. That everything else that happened I was like who cares what like right you know you you really fixate when you're done watching it you fixate on the last half of the movie mm-hmm. that you which, forget how they got there which coincidentally um, isn't even the last half of the movie you know it's it's a two and a half hour long movie almost yeah and the first half is right up until when you know when the Kim family is now living in the park home mm-hmm. um it's, I believe it's 56 minutes and then the shift happens and we still have an hour and 15 minutes left. Yeah. And it's, oh, I know. it's just, mm. when I, after I finished watching it, I actually stood up and clapped in my own home <laughs> because I was like, that was fantastic. Yeah. I was texting a buddy of mine when I was watching it and I saw it, I don't know. It was a few weeks before you did. I had, I had bought it on iTunes as soon as it was available. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it wasn't going to be showing here. The yeah. fact that it ended up showing here was because it won an Oscar. If it hadn't have done that, oh yeah, we probably, we would have yeah. never gotten it. Right. Same with Jojo Rabbit. I had to wait until that one hit. So, um, so with Parasite, I, I, I turned it on, fixated, right, mm-hmm. and so so good. Upon rewatching it today. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of shots, not a lot, but there are a few shots of two people in the kitchen and in between them is the door, the doorway to mm-hmm. the basement. 
Yes. And, and then in which case we find out there is another bunker underneath the basement. <laughs> so right. Um, there's and, a, a lot of stairs in this in, in this house, which is very symbolic, yeah. really. Um, sidebar. Um, if anyone hasn't figured out, uh, this movie is a Korean uh, speaking film. South Korean? North Korean? It's South, it, there, there is no such thing as a North Korean movie. Yes, they're South Korean. South, South Korean movie. <laughs> I think they're in Seoul. Seoul? Okay. Um, so the movie is entirely... All the actors are Korean and they speak Korean. However, he has not only made Korean films. Yes, the director, who I'm sure we'll probably butcher his name, but uh, Bong Joon-ho, mm-hmm. uh, did Snowpiercer. Which I love. Um a lot of people have been telling me to watch it. It's fantastic. And then and then they're like, yeah, then get ready for the TV show, which apparently he's consulting on. Yeah. Um, and I heard he's going to do a Parasite one as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, will, yeah, on HBO. Which will be really interesting to see and now that what I've that's going to look like. And now that I've seen it, yeah, I can't wait. Well, I mean, it'd be interesting to know what it's going to be because, you know, yeah, cause if from this is I, such a contained story that I don't know how you would... Expand? But, yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, so I think we should kind of take it back. Reel okay. it back in because we've been right, right, all right. over the place. Reel it back in and kind of tell everyone what happens in this movie. Okay. Because yeah. just like the Big Lebowski, I've learned with this one, and it's I know I just compared this Oscar-winning movie <laughs> to hey, man. one of my favorite movies. The, the Big Lebowski has its own convention, so yeah. it's fine. Um, but if it wasn't for this one event, we wouldn't have the movie. And that is men coming over to see uh, yes. the, the son. That is correct. Uh, Kim T. Kim Ki. I can't I'm pronounce his name. I'm trying to remember the reason he brought the stone in the first place. Because it was his grandfather. It said his grand. My grandfather insisted I bring this to you, but I don't remember why. Is it because they're friends? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't um, know. Um, that part, I was just like, ah, it didn't matter. But it, uh, the son, when uh, the son's name is uh, Kim Ki Hu, Kim Kim Ki Wu. Yeah, um, I think he likes. Uh, I, I rewatched it last night, and I, right. I missed that line too. Well, yeah, and I rewatched it today, not four hours ago. <laughs> but yes, you know, so. And see, and the, and, the, and the whole opening is fantastic, is that... I agree. Ki-Woo is looking for Wi-Fi. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're poor, not poor enough to own smartphones, but too poor to have their own Wi-Fi. Right, yeah. And so he's trying to find the... The signal. The signal, so they can use WhatsApp, so they can get a, a job for the mm-hmm. local pizza place which right. i which i thought was such an american thing to do which i love and they do mention the united states a couple of times now mm-hmm. i don't know since i don't speak korean i don't know if that's exactly what they're saying or if that's for us yeah, um yeah because i've always wondered who consults on subtitles for these movies yeah because i'm sure obviously in korea it's not subtitled no and so i'm wondering if when she i, I know we're we keep bouncing around but when she says um Hey, that thing's not going to leak, is it? The the tent, and uh, he goes, or maybe it's flip flop. But uh, someone says, "No, I I ordered it from the U.S. It's fine." 
Oh. And and so I'm like, oh. And that is, again, to say their, their social status, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, I ordered it from the United States. Right. But see, in our culture, it's like if it's U.S. made, it's not as good. Exactly. <laughs> if we did it somewhere else, if we outsourced it, right? And so right. I think that's really interesting that it's sort of like how – People who live in really nice places when you go visit and it's like, oh, man, in this place, great. And they're like, ah, no, I mean, I can't because they live there. Right. Because right, they're yeah. from there. And so it's probably the same sort of situation. OK. What is Parasite about? OK. So I'll let you do this because I always I always overdo the synopsis. Yeah. So, I agree. so <laughs> we open on this family as we discussed the yes. Kim family uh, who are. Lower class. They live in a semi-basement apartment. Yes. Which means that they have access to see the outside, but not very well. It's sort of like 75% is underground, mm-hmm. 25 is above, right? Yes. And which is very important, and we'll get to that. And through some events, as we said, when Min... Sh- Min? Min. Min. He's just called Min. Right. When Min shows up, which is a friend of the sons... Um, Ki-woo. If I'm probably oh mispronouncing. Yeah. I apologize. So, it turns out that this this college friend of his is about to go study abroad. He's right. going to leave the country. And, however, he is tutoring this girl for this very rich family. Uh uh, Park Deha or Dahi. <laughs> We're going to be butchering the names. We apologize yeah. if any of our listeners are Korean. Uh, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if any of our listeners are Korean, that's Nito. Yeah. Um, ne- Nito. <laughs> Nito. That's Nito. So, anyway, um, the Park family, right? Yes. Um, and, and at first, the son is like, I don't know. Like, I'm. Not a university student, won't they see through that? But it turns out that his sister is very good at forging documents, as we will soon find out. Mm-hmm. And and so this is what kicks off the entire movie. Right? Well, and see, and I'm just gonna put a little pin because we're gonna and we're gonna circle back to this pin. That's fine. You know, as 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 you mentioned, the the film is all about class. Yeah. And this lower class family, all of them have brilliant street smarts they do um i mean they're all they are all intelligent in their own ways yeah um and then when we get to the park family who's higher status they're a little bit more naive yeah my favorite line that min says is she's simple (laughs) oh oh, talking about the mom young and simple yeah yes talking about the mom uh, which means she's just naive and uh, they are and we we come to find out that their naivete is uh, a, a point of you know resentment to the lower class, Mr. Kim. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, anyway. So, so, so she sister forges the documents. Right. He gets the job. Um, come to find out, um, he sees an opportunity. I mean, just. I mean, it's, you can almost see the light bulb, right? Mm, Has the opportunity to get his sister a job there because. Um, the park's son, Da Song, is rambunctious. You know, he's a... I'm sh- they don't say his age, but I'm sure he's probably eight or nine. Oh, I would go lower than that. I would say... Six or seven? Yeah. That makes probably more sense. I mean, old enough to walk and talk. Oh, yeah. Six um, or seven, I would say. Yeah, rambunctious little boy who has who a... Loves Native American things, but stereotypical yeah. Native American things. Yes. <laughs> um, which... 
is very important also. Yes. So, so uh, in his drawings, now his drawings are also very important because uh, we find out who he is drawing later on in the movie. Uh, but uh, the son has gone through this sort of trauma and he is drawing the, I mean, they look like Picasso drawings, right? They're and, and, in disproportionate, they're sort of abstract and they're... Whatever. And that's one of my favorite um, uh, comedy moments mm-hmm. is when Ki-woo is looking at one of the paintings and the mom is like, oh, it's it's amazing, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, Dasong has a, a great art for this. And she's like, yeah, I know, it's wonderful. And he's like, yeah, it's a chimpanzee, isn't it? And she goes, no, self-portrait. And he and you could see, like, the, oh, shit. And oh, shit. he just is like, that's amazing. You yeah. know, it just, that's so good. <laughs> and, and so he he tells the, the Park family that his sister is not his sister. It is a friend of a friend of a, a, co- it's a, a cousin. It's a friend's cousin. A friend's cousin, right? Yeah. Um, who, which is very a big deal for this family, studied in the United States. In Illinois. Oh yeah, and, and and I love that. As soon as he said, "Oh yeah, she studied at the University of Illinois." Illinois. Illinois. Go out. The U.S. Yeah. And so again, big deal, right? For that. Right. And so, boom, because they care about what it looks like. They care about status. They care about our children are getting the best, right? Right. And his sister is so good. At bullshit, <laughs> because yeah. what she is saying is nonsense. She's whatever she tells the mom about his artwork is complete nonsense. She has no idea what she's talking about, but it sounds so legitimate. Which again goes to their naivete, right? The mm-hmm. the park's naivete, and especially the mom. She's so stupid. Uh, <laughs> she's so dumb, um, <laughs> and because she takes everything at face value. If, uh, yeah, I mean. As solid fact and something to be worried about. Well, and she's also very, you know, as we learned, she's very, um, I wouldn't really say controlling, but, you know, when Kiwu does his first lesson with their daughter, mm-hmm. she wants to sit in on it. Right. And then when he brings in his sister. Uh, Absolutely. She says, no. <laughs> no. I will not teach if parents are in here. Which. And it bugs her well right but it also sells the illusion it sells the lie because she's so serious about what she does she can handle no interruptions right and and that sells it right Mm -hmm. and um anyway and so again light bulb she gets driven home yeah mr park says you know like oh my driver will take you home. we'll go faster um, once we get through all of the infiltration so and, oh, and and i love the the string music when all of it's like coming together yeah it's so oh, i know the, the, the soundtrack so is great yeah uh, the score is fantastic and um and so she's like oh dad used to drive so i'm sure she could drive i'm sure he could drive for them and I'm going to be honest. When this scene was happening, I was like, what is What is this? Yeah, she what? takes off her underwear. Yeah. Right? And very like sneakily. Yeah. And like, stows it to where Mr. Park can find it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's amazing that she even knew that was going to set them off. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and, I would, I guess I would care, but not well, as and, much as it bothered them. And that conversation between Mr. Park and his wife is, so important because because we we see Mr. Park for that brief little moment mm-hmm. when he oh, says right. my driver will take you home. We get 
so much information about him in that little conversation that they have about him finding the panties. Mm -hmm. And it's, he's a very strict, well, I wouldn't say strict, but he's straight laced Mm -hmm. businessman. You do not cross the line. I respect people who work hard, but you do not cross the line. Right. And that crossed the line for him. Right. And, you know, that's sort of ambiguous what he thinks is the line, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because he says it multiple multiple times in the movie Mm -hmm. about crossing the line. And I never really truly know what he means by that. Yeah. But he does. (laughs) Yeah. So that's all that matters. Um, So anyway... Dad gets the job. And I love that they gave him a script and he yes. has to go over it, and which is part of the comedy, right? Which is like it, – it's what I love about heist films. It's what I love about um, a, an escape movie like The Great Escape or you know somewhat where it's the montage of trying to get it all set up. Mm-hmm. And, and so them – running lines for the dad and yeah, getting that's when notes. they're going to get the that's where we're going to get the they're trying to get the house the old housekeeper out right and get their mom in her role right and yeah and he knows what mrs park is going to say right and so and they're like no 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 no. okay you got your emotions from here not from here don't blow up go yeah <laughs> start from it, here this, the son is directing him he's, he's like cut 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 dad your, your emotions are up here you need yeah. to bring them down and then bring them down. come on and he's like no focus and I love that he's even, like, saying the lines with his dad at the same time. And he's like... You got to love just their dynamic. The family dynamic is so great. Oh, yeah. Um, especially when they all get in the house and they're all drinking together and whatever. Yes. Uh, I love that, right? Yeah. So, um, so as we just kind of skate over really quickly, they figure out a way how to get the old housekeeper out and mm-hmm. get their mom employed as the new housekeeper. Right. And how they do that is they... Make the the woman, Mrs. Park believe that she has tuberculosis. Amazing, right? Because she is so allergic to peaches that so they're they, just using the fuzz. Yeah, the flick the fuzz at her, and which then is she, so it's so brilliant, especially when you see it on screen because mm-hmm. you see the little fuzz when he flicks it off the the pin cap, mm-hmm. and then when even the sister kind of comes by and just barely like <sighs> I know it's brilliant and. This is also some commentary about it doesn't matter how smart you are. If you are lower class, you're lower class. Right. Like it, it's so impossible to get out of that. And so these people are genius and they know how to work the system and they know how to do all of this stuff and they know how to pull it off perfectly. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. Right. Right. And this is and the fact that he as a tutor to get into that house According to the director, the only way in South Korea you are able to interact with the rich, that's the only way you can. Really? Is to tutor someone else. Really? Yeah, that's it. I mean, he's like, it's sad, but true. That's that's one of the only ways you can Yeah, do I watched the Q&A after I watched Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't finish it, but like, you know, he taught, you know, Bong explained how, you know, he kind of came from a, a lower class family in mm-hmm. Korea and how this is kind of... Not really what he went through, but some of the same okay. kind of things that he and his family went through growing up. Right. Um, yeah, I love that dude. I'm gonna have to watch more of his movies. Oh yeah, I'm. I am planning on watching Memories of a Murder and Mother. Uh, Someone said, um, I think it was Memories of a Murder is 
Well, Memories Fantastic. of a Murder and Parasite are getting the Criterion treatment. And oh, yeah, that's right. You told me be, that, and I'm going to have to We'll be on Criterion Collection, I know. I'm uh, uh, very excited about that. But anyway. Anyway, so, so they it get turns the old out, housekeeper out. And they get the new, they get their mom in. I really like that we're sort of glazing over the old housekeeper because that's what we do in the movie. It yeah. turns out we shouldn't have done that because she is the most important person. Absolutely. Because this is where we get the 180 that we're talking about. And so they are all hanging out at the house. The parks go on a camping trip for Dasong's birthday. The young... I will say that um, that I thought this was going to be the rest of the movie. It was just them hanging out? Or it was them trying to get out of the house undetected. Oh, yes. I thought that was going to be the rest of the movie, and I was fine with that. that as did I. I was like, um, oh, shit. I was like, oh, no. Now they have to get out of the house. Oh, yikes. Yeah, so as we mentioned, the so the Kims decide, okay, all the parks are gone. We're going to live here now. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> they don't really say how long they're gone, but I would assume it's... A few days. A camping trip would be a right. few days. Would, would mean a few days. That is correct. And what what I think is interesting, and it might be a cultural thing, and I tried so hard to find cultural context mm-hmm. for this movie, and I, I had a really hard time just listing it out for me. That's what I wanted. I just I didn't want to have to read ten articles to find out what the cultural significance of waiting until she's of university age to ask her out, and is that normal in, oh. in Korea, right? Because... Min says that, and then he says that. The, the son says it. Oh, yeah, we forgot to mention that the son, Ki-woo, has now fallen in love. Right. Well, I wouldn't say fallen in love. Infatuated. Right. With the park's daughter, even though his buddy Min called dibs. <laughs> right. Essentially called dibs. Yeah. But they both said... That well, as soon as she enters university, I'll officially ask her out. Which I don't know if that's a cultural thing or not, because... You know, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't even know how old that son is. Um, well, old enough to drink. Well, I mean, drinking well, ages are different. Right, everywhere. and you, we don't know if you know. It's just like we're living it up in this house, no matter what, right? Right. So anyway, that I wasn't quite sure about, but anyway, I'm sure he's he's probably eighteen, nineteen. I would assume. Okay. Yeah. Because, uh, and then I bet she's probably. <laughs> 15, 16. 16. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was afraid of. Okay, so <laughs> here's my favorite reveal of the whole movie. Throughout the film, Mr. Park walks up the stairs to get into the living room. Oh. And as he does. Well, before the, you mention that, we, we explain. We need to get. We need we're to getting there. Okay. So, anyway, fine. So, <laughs> old housekeeper rings the doorbell. Which it took me a minute to realize that was her. That, she I know. was so yeah, she looked terrible, right? Um, probably because of all the peaches and stuff. Um, well, and I think and the, we never got to explain. She never explained why. She just said, "I'll explain later." Uh, I think it was the bad. loan sharks. Oh, that's a really good point. I think the loan sharks, because I'm sure they know they fucked her up because what she looks money. like, right? And and we're about to get there because I'm sure everyone's like, "Wait, loan sharks? Loan sharks? I thought this was a movie about class." It is. It is. So, <laughs> yeah, so she rings the doorbell and she's all fucked up. She is fucked up. And she's pleading to the mom. So, everyone else is hidden away from the camera because mm-hmm. they have a, a video doorbell. Mm-hmm. And so, everyone else is hidden away from the camera and she's like, uh, Yeah, I'm not going to let you in. The madam isn't here. Right. Um, and maybe, I'm sure maybe it was like a, like a mother's intuition. She decides to let her in because she left something in the basement. So, she's down there for a while, and they're trying to get, the family's trying to get her attention, be like, is she still there? 
what's going on? Go find out. <laughs> and so when she goes downstairs, she's... The basement looks different because there's a new door. Well, no, because she's, she's up oh, on the wall. Right. She's up on the wall <laughs> trying to push, like, uh, the where they have, like, all the... And there's and there's a little thing blocking it, and it's, which is funny because it's yeah. one of those slapstick comedy moments. As soon as she moves it, she hits the ground. Ooh, hard. And that would have knocked anyone well, out. Well, and... The old housemaid, uh, I have her name pulled up. Uh, Thanks. Moon Gong. Um, she's got. Ha- she's gonna have g- get slammed down a couple more times. That's true. This is not the first hit she'll take that night. As yes. a matter of fact. So anyway, so new door. New door. There's a new door. Uh oh. Turns yeah. out, um, in Korea, a lot of these gigantic houses have have these sub basements. Have, have bunkers. You know who doesn't know that? The family who lives there. Um, and so what she has left down in the bunker is her husband. Turns yes. out they've been living there for four years. Yes. So as it's revealed during the montage of trying to get her out, the architect who built the house, he and his family lived there, and she was the housekeeper for them. Mm-hmm. And then when they left, she stayed on. She came with the house. She came with the house. And I thought that was a little weird. And now we know why. And now we know why. Because her husband lives down because there. Because the it's architect also- who built the house, she said he agreed to it, correct? Sure. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't that. either. And it's and I like that this is also very culturally significant. It's because of North Korea is why they built the bunker in the first place. Oh, yeah. Because uh, they said it's just in case of a, of a North Korean strike or an attack right right uh, which again very culturally significant over there not so much for us although we are aware of it right right in the u.s so it's not yeah, and that so, much of a difference so her husband's been down there for like uh, a couple days a few days without, without food or water right. and so so that's weird and here's why that's important so that's important and the reason that they wrote in the son's obsession with Native Americans is – I was reading about this – is that the the Kim family thought they were the first people to infiltrate the parks. Much like the settlers thought they were the first people to discover America and it turns out, no, they're not. Oh, I never got that. Because I, I knew it as – is, you know, the Kims are the lower class, but mm-hmm. now we have this family who's even well quite literally lower. I love that you brought that up because that is exactly what it is. It is the lower the lower class you are, the farther down you live in this mm-hmm. world, right? Uh, in this world of parasite. Right. Well, and and the husband's name, I'm going to butcher it is Gwensi. He has my favorite shot in the movie where we um, when the mother is telling the story of oh, her son, I, I want to get there. Oh boy, I want to get there. Okay, okay. So, so then uh, the old maid is pleading to the mom, "Don't tell anyone. Please let me just take care of him for now, and then I'll I'll go." And the mom's like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> and then, in well, a very slapsticky fashion, her whole family falls down the stairs. Yeah, because and I was like, if y'all would have just stayed upstairs, yeah. Could have gotten away with this. Yeah, but we also wouldn't have this awesome movie, so... Exactly. Um, and so, the maid now feeling like, oh, wait, now you've been you've been fucking over them, which, I'm going to be real, 
I always hate that in movies where one person, you know, where one person's taking advantage and then you learn that another person is taking advantage of something and then they... But they're more wrong than you. And then they chastise the other. Like, how could you? Right. Like, I don't have any qualms with this movie, but I I don't like that. Well, it's very important because... Mainly for the Kims. I don't like it for the Kims. Right. Anyway. Because we love the Kims. Yeah. The Kims Um, are the Kims. Now, the reason why that's so important is because the director wanted to depict that... Um, the lower class only fight with each other. They don't fight with the higher class. With the higher class. They, there is Especially with a lot of movie There's a lot of infighting um, with each other instead of mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in, instead of yelling up the yell sideways. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, so so the old maid takes a video of all of them because uh, Ki-woo accidentally lets it slip. Dad, your leg's in my back. Yeah. And she's like, Dad, and immediately... He's like, don't call me Dad. <laughs> immediately puts it together. Yeah. That this is a whole family that have infiltrated. And and I love what happens next. So they she makes them all go upstairs so she could give her husband some R&R. While she's making the Kims sit in the corner on their knees with their hands up. Also very culturally significant is she's mimicking North Korean newscasters uh, because her husband had mentioned having this button is like having a, a nuclear button. Right? Like, oh, because so they have the video ready ready to send to, send to, to the, uh, the Mrs. Park. I'm trying. I'm, try, hang on, I'm trying to get out of this because, um, like you said, you always take too long <laughs> on the synopsis. I'm sorry, man. Okay. This movie just is so I know. good, especially this last part. This, right. this whole 180. There's so much to just dissect. So, really quick, because I want to get to the end of the synopsis, just so we okay. can go back and, and okay. go. All right, yeah, yeah so, it's my fault. We keep stopping and dissecting. So, it turns out there's a storm. Family is on their way back the because oh back. no, camera just ruined, and they need to get out of the house. There is a lot of scuffle, Oof, a lot of maiming these two other people, um, and you know they had to kick that woman down the stairs. Oh, that dude, was crazy. That, that shot when she hit the. Did she hit the back of her head? I, oh, I immediately knew. I was like, that sound I was is like, she's so dead. Good. That <laughs> sound design. So it's almost as good as when Marty McFly hits his head on the on the asphalt when he gets out of the tree uh, or when he hits the car. Anyway, mm-hmm. same thing. I was like, ooh, sounds gross. Okay. So fun little tension moment where they're like, oh, no, we need to get out of the house. They get out of the house. However. What is a small inconvenience for the Park family is a gigantic problem for the Kim family as they are literally descending down to where they live. So does the rain. The rain is following them down and their house is flooded, completely flooded up to their necks, right? Mm-hmm. So then they, them and everyone else who lives in the neighborhood now has to live in this sort of astrodome. Right. Yeah, I think they just said it was like a local gymnasium. Right. And, but they still have their ruse, right? That they have to keep. Yeah. And and you can tell that Mr. Kim, uh, uh, I'm just going to call him Mr. Kim because I'm not going to even try to pronounce no, 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 his no, no, name. No. Yeah, Mr. Kim. Yeah, You can tell fine. something's wrong. Yeah, Mr. Kim is upset. And it's, I mean... Yeah. Well, so, we'll, we'll break it down. We'll break it down. So once 
once they're settled in this Astrodome thing, um, in this gymnasium, the the Park family says, hey, the rain sort of ruined our camping trip for our son, so we're going to throw him a party here tomorrow. You guys are, you guys can come. One at a time, of course, because they don't know they're all in the same place. So, yeah. once they get there, <laughs> um, this is where all hell breaks loose. And this <sighs> another is... Another 180, dude. Another 180, because now it becomes a slasher film, because... <laughs> Uh, Mr. What's-His-Face down in the basement. Uh, Guansei. Uh, I'm just... Guansei. Mr. Old Housekeeper's husband. Mr. Old Housekeeper's husband <laughs> has now come to the surface. Now, you know, we're breaking it. Never mind. Keep going. Has now come to the surface and attacks... The Kim family. The Kim family, right? Starting with the daughter. Knife straight through the heart. Oh my God, right? And this is where we really get to see the difference between the upper and lower class because, oh my God, this person is bleeding to death on this lawn. Let's help her out. Not the Park family. They don't give a shit. Where are the keys? We got to get out of here. Our son's having a seizure. Yeah. Give me the keys. Where are the keys? And it's like, fuck you, dude. This girl's, you know, bleeding to death right here. Give me the keys. And so, yeah, so Mr. Old Housekeeper Husband is trying to kill. Uh, Mrs. Kim. Mrs. Kim. Mrs. Kim skewers him with a skewer. And, which I thought was pretty. Which is great. Yeah. Um, and and he falls on top of the keys. Mr. Park has to go and retrieve the keys. And this is really what gets under Mr. Kim's skin. And th- yeah, this is what's been bothering him. Because we, we kind of scaved over it. And we'll, we'll, I think we should break it down right here. Is smell yeah. is also very important. Very important. Um, because Dasong mentions it very early in the movie because he smells Mr. Kim, mm-hmm. smells Mrs. Kim, and he's like, they smell the same. They smell the same. And also Jessica smells like that, too. And and she's like, and they realize, oh, we all do our laundry. You know what I mean? Our, our detergent is the same. We live in the same place, so the house smell is on us all the time. So they, mm-hmm. they have to start doing separate loads of laundry and whatever. Uh, different soaps, things like right. that. Um, and then uh, while they're underneath the coffee table, <laughs> which is specifically designed to have three adults uh, slide underneath it, by the way, um, and they mention that Mr. Kim smells like radishes. Like radishes. <laughs> I just love the little, he picks up a shirt and smells it. Yeah. And yeah, it's a very high tension moment, which, which I was like. Is very funny also yeah. because he takes the time to go, do I? <laughs> Uh-huh. You know, yeah. I don't think I smell that bad. As and, if, yeah, right. yeah, and so all this finally, yeah, as you said, finally gets under Mr. Kim's skin. And so when Mr. Park has to roll the old housekeeper's husband off the keys, he closes his, his nose, nose because his smell. He's so revolted by the smell. And it, which is sort of a pretentious thing to do is to. You know, almost like make a sh- make make a whole meal out of holding your nose. Yeah, because you know yeah, I mean? he does. He's like, <laughs> and and then that just sets him off. And yeah, I was not expecting that. And Mr. At Kim all. stabs, stabs him Mr. Park <laughs> to death. Well, um, well, it's just one, but he. I mean, he wherever him. he gets him, it kills him instantly. Boom. And they disperse now. Um, Mr. Old Housekeeper's husband. Uh, has also bludgeoned um, Boy Kim. Uh, Kiwoo. Um, 
We'll get there again. With the rock. Yes, right? yes. Because he, he brought the rock with him. Because he was going to use it as sort of a peace offering to... That's what I was about to ask. Yeah. Because I I was like, was he going down there to kill them? No, he was bringing it down there as a peace offering or as a sort of security blanket, right? Like, he just needs it on him, right? Because now he has attached this sort of... Well, this is supposed to give me good luck. Let's go, right? Mm-hmm. Which we kind of skipped over, but we, we can go. We can come back. <laughs> Listen, essentially, what Min the says rock's is only significance is that they just need to take care of it. That's yeah. the whole thing, right? Essentially, Min tells them that this rock, this specific rock, is supposed to bring good wealth, right? Anyway, so yeah, he uh, so Mister Old Housekeeper husband has bludgeoned Kiwu twice with the with the rock he hits mm-hmm. him once oh and when we see it yeah oh we yeah see and him. we see him do it the second time and that was crazy see like it's in cool horror movies when you see someone get bludgeoned yeah it's startling but you know it's fake but this was so real right and visceral i was like oh my god did they just show us this right and then we get to probably the most significant part of the film and really what it means to be stuck in this lower class is mm-hmm. the end. Yes. Um, we, we find out that Mr. Cam has escaped to the bunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, because no one knows about it. And every single night, Morris codes one of the lights just in case his son sees it. And I'm, and I, I, I fucked you up with that because yeah. you meant to mention that. Yeah. So I'll let you go back and, and mention oh, the lights. I? Thanks. <laughs> Thank you so cool much. Cool light fixtures, by the way. Oh, they were the, cool. The, the circular light fixtures. Again, naivete uh, from the higher class because they always just assumed they were motion censored. Mm-hmm. Always. Why even bother checking to see if that's true, <laughs> right? Yeah. So every time Mr. Park, because they have stairs that lead into their right. living room. He goes, one two three every time he walks up the stairs and the husband and the old housekeeper husband is down in the sub basement clicking the buttons the buttons every time right and so that was my favorite reveal of the movie is just the dedication to that right yeah because it's all respect yes he respects and loves mr park so much and we find out during the chaos of the birthday party that that respect goes one way Mm-hmm. That is all. Yeah, because he says it to him, and Mr. Park's like, you uh, know me? It's like, you're gross. Get off my case. You know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so now Mr. Kim has used one of those lights to uh, send a code or send a message in Morse code that he has written, <laughs> has written to his son, right? Yes. Um, and we should mention that Kiwu survived, but it was having some trauma yeah. Of uh, at first, it was the inappropriate laughter, right? Mm-hmm. That seems to have subsided once he was out, or at least out of the hospital a little while. No, because um, he doesn't do it after they visit the memorial for his sister. Right? Oh, no, he does it a little bit. He does it a little bit there, but then after that, I don't think he does it again. No. Um, so his sister did not survive. No. Which um, is a very cool foreshadowing moment in the very beginning of the movie where they make the pizza boxes and the woman says, one out of four of these is is a rejection. And so one out of four of them die. Uh, yeah. And so I thought about titling the episode one out of four, but we're not going to do that. (laughs) So, (laughs) So... The the message is just letting them know, I'm alive, I'm fine, this is where I'm at, 
right? Yeah. And so the son also writes a letter to his father saying, I'm going to work every day. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to make enough money to buy that house. And when you do... All you have to, and I love that. He's like, all you have to do is walk up the stairs. And we see Mr. Kim come through the sub basement and he turns that corner and father, son, and wife are all reunited. And as if to say, if you think that's going to happen, you're out of your mind. And then it cuts right back to Kiwoo. And almost symbolically to lower the camera down from where we began the movie, which is that same shot of the windows and the socks on the whatever, mm-hmm. um, we lower to the sun. Um, back in reality and back in the present. Writing, finishing the letter. Right. And so... <sighs> and then... It, <sighs> and <sighs> the end song was originally titled, and I have it written down, 564 years because the director did some math. That's how long it would take for him to be able to afford the house. Really? 564 years. And so it is literally impossible uh, for him to reunite with his dad in that way. He could never buy that house. Ever. Why? Because he's stuck. He's stuck in that lower class. Mm -hmm. Right? And which is the significance of the stairs. Right? There's so many stairs. Yeah, there's stairs leading to the second floor. Yep. There's stairs leading into the living room. Right. And stairs leading down to the basement and then down into the sub-basement. Right. So... One, two, three, four set. No, five. Because then they have to walk up a set of stairs just to get to the front door. That's right. Yeah. To so, throw through the yard. Yeah, and so I mean, I which I, I I loved the, you know, the symbolism of all you have to do is walk up the stairs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it just sounds so easy, and it's not. In yeah. either in in either way you you think about it, you know either literally or figuratively, you can't just walk up the stairs and become upper class. That's mm-hmm. not how it works, right? Not in South Korea anyway. Yeah. And so anyway, so let's talk about oh geez, I made you skip over the 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 traumatizing part. Yes, because I really want to talk about it that. It is my favorite shot of the movie because it is. Terrifying. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent I uh I was too scared to go to bed. That shot of his I, eyes. I shot up out of the and I was like <laughs> no one could see me looking around. Right. Uh, I was looking around just now. Um but yeah, I sh- like literally sat up, like stood up in the apartment. It was the old apartment, stood up and was like, oh god. Yeah, because that shot of his eyes, he got it to where you can see all the white. And even on the top of his eyes. Well, and it's, it is very uh, kombuki theater. Oh. Is what it is. Very cool. Um, because, because, so we see from the nose up. Yeah. And it, his whole face is white. <sighs> and it's, and you can see the corners of his mouth kind yeah. of grinning. <laughs> oh, dude, it, it's, I'm literally getting chills. Yeah, because it was, it's such a good shot, you know, and, and that is what sets off the, the kids first Yes, Seizure. because so now now we can kind of break down a little right. bit. So when the parks are coming home from the camping trip, um, well, they'd already subdued housekeeper and husband. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was real shitty of the daughter to grab peaches 
and like <laughs> rub them all over her face. I don't. I think it's great. But anyway, so they've subdued husband and wife, the Kims. And the park calls, and they tell the mom, like, yeah, we're on our way home. Could you get the Ramdan started? Which, um, I think I've told you about that YouTuber, Binging with Babish. Mm-hmm. He recreated it. Mm. Like, the way it's made in the movie, and then he recreated a, a, a more traditional style. It looks fucking delicious, Does and it? I want some. Okay. Anyway. Um... Because as he mentions, it's a very it's a very high class thing to do to take something cheap and mm-hmm. add sirloin to it. Because that was the point. Right. Is the, the ramen's cheap. Right. You know, it's instant ramen. Yeah. Two you know, eighty nine cents for us, probably probably the same in Korea, maybe a little bit more. But then you add this sirloin that's probably twenty five dollars mm-hmm. onto it. And it's a very flamboyant thing for the parks to do. Right. And call it um you know, it's still instant ramen. Yeah. But we add this $25. <laughs> we add certain. this expensive meat to it, and there you go. Yes. So while um, so while the mom, Mrs. Kim, is making all this, you know, the rest of the family is uh, cleaning up. Um, and so... Because uh, they thought they had a couple days. Yeah. Kiwu is trying to put everything back where it was because he's been reading the daughter's diary. Hilarious. Um, the daughter... Uh, um, Ki Jong is trying to clean off the table with all the beer and the meat that they ate, which she does a real shitty job in my opinion. She just <laughs> throws it off the table and then like throw, then like throws it underneath the couch. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> what if they see that? Now nah, they'll fix it later. Um, they anyway. gotta make it look right now, and then when they go to work or mom goes somewhere else the next day, they takes can, a nap outside. They can actually just clean it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know, Mister Kim is trying to get the couple back down to the sub basement. Right. So you know, he he, he duct tapes the husband up, <laughs> and then you know the wife escapes, and then that's when we get the shot of Mrs. Kim. You're just giving her a little pushback down the stairs. A little kick. A little kick back dude, down the stairs. Oh, and she, yeah, that sound that is smack. perfectly like... Right. I mean, that's... Oh. Dude, as soon as she did it, I was like, oh. She's dead. She's dead. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, and we do think so until he goes back and checks and he... And she's... Slightly breathing. breathing. And he goes, oh, thank God. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, brings her back downstairs, has her up, whatever. But then... So then... So Mrs. Kim is serving Mrs. Park the Ramdam and... They're finally having like a heart to heart because mm-hmm. I guess Mrs. Kent, Mrs. Park is feeling open with Mrs. Kent. And she's, she's a little upset that, you know, it's like, well, the last birthday wasn't very good. I'm about to tell you why. But, you know, now this one's ruined because of the rain. You know, mm-hmm. again, small inconvenience for this very rich family. But as yeah. we'll find out later, very, very tragic for the Kims. Oh, yeah. So what it was. Um, is that they were going to have a birthday party for Da Song mm-hmm. and they had gotten him this cake that he was super excited for and he snuck down snares to have it and I guess when the family's sleeping that's when the housekeeper's husband comes up and takes some food mm-hmm. and so Da Song is sitting in the floor eating the cake with his hands like a child would and he hears something and looks over, and there's... Just that half a face. And half a face, and... 
Oh, it's dude. great. I highly recommend you Google the image because it's insane. It's so scary. Um, uh, yeah. So I guess this movie's got a little bit of horror too because that's yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah we, we yeah, we got horror, thriller, mystery, comedy, drama. We got it all. We got it all. This movie's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty um, great. But uh, and then that's what you know, again triggers Dasong's seizure during the uh, final birthday mm-hmm. is because he sees that face again. He sees yeah, he sees the husband and he stabs Miss Jessica right. in front of him. Yeah, and so that and we don't know what happens to the Parks after that. No, we just know that Mr. Park dies. Yes. That's all we know. Because he does watch a couple of those news things, right? About it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, they just did go back to the house and they moved away. And that's yeah. pretty much all we know. And uh, I think it's funny that even in Korea, realtors are real skeevy. Yeah. So they <laughs> sold the house to a German couple that didn't know what happened. Yeah. And, right, but still don't know that there's a there's a bunker. So, yeah, sub-basement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about the... Cinematography. Okay. Because it's just, the movie is so beautifully shot and all the shots are just, yeah, they're so tight and so tight in the sense of just, and much like how you mentioned during our uh, Godfather episodes, um, great use of space. Yeah. So, like, when the shot, when Ki Woo is introducing his sister, Miss Jessica, he says, All right, well, I'm going to go upstairs and give her her lesson. We get this wide shot of the stairs of him coming towards the stairs and she's sneaking back up the stairs. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, yeah, I know. I know. And, it's great. And uh, it just, this Camera movie is so good. good. It is good. It's so good. It's like, I've, I, I literally said it to a few people. Um, I've never seen a movie like this, and this is probably one of the best movies I've seen. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really well put together. And, you know, it's it's one that's letting people introduce, like, getting their toes in the water for foreign language films. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've been trying to convince my dad to watch it, and he's like, I really don't want to read subtitles. I'm like, trust me, after a while... You they will blend together, yeah. so you'll be able to read and pay attention. Yeah, that's my mom's thing is she's like, I don't know if I'm reading, I'm not paying attention. I go, yes, on paper that is correct, but no, that's not true. No, I mean because like, you don't even have to read the whole thing; just you get a gist of what they're saying. Mm-hmm. For and me, look it back up, you know, you know, for me who who I you know I watch things with subtitles anyway. Insane. I'm sorry, all I right. like them all. All right, well, um, I eventually forget that they're there. And I'm not even reading them. I'm watching. The main thing I keep them on is so I can hear, see something I may not have heard. Mm. Um, but when I was watching this, I was I was doing this. Mm-hmm. I was reading. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The first but, time you're reading, reading, reading. But then yeah. after a while, for me, it bled together. Mm-hmm. So I was reading and watching simultaneously. Yeah. And that's when I was paying more attention to the film and. Yeah, it's definitely not the hardest one I've read. Um, no. No. I would say Stalker was pretty what? hard for me. No, no. The Shout hardest out one, to season one. <laughs> the hardest one for me for now is Fellini's Eight and a Half. It's in Italian and they speak oh, shit. so much and so fast and it's just hard to keep up. It's just, it's a lot of dialogue. And so that Wait, would be was the, Stalker season one? I don't know. Yes. 
So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, and that's how I used to be when I was in when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to. I would see a movie. I go, oh, I want to see that. And I go, that's ah, it's in another language. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. But when I went to college, and you know, they became assignments. I would. Say, I will say that after watching this, I am more open. To sing another one, um, definitely another one from Bong Joon Ho because I, I want to see Snowpiercer regardless because I've heard and it's that's in English. I've heard it's fantastic. It is good, but I do want to see his other films. A friend of mine, um, he he was like, "Dude, you got to watch some of his other films." He's like, "All of his movies are fantastic." Yeah. Um, and yeah, this definitely I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I tried to get Ashley to watch it with me last night. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I got to rewatch it for the podcast. I got to have it fresh in my brain That's to right. talk about." And she was, I was like, "Do you want to watch it with me?" Because I've been trying to get her to watch it, and she does want to see it, but she was like, mm, "Not tonight." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, well, I got to watch it regardless." Yeah, so, so get to stepping, I guess, because like, <laughs> I get to step. So I, I get. What is it? What is the the only time I've ever heard that? And you're gonna hate me. Is from that Jamie Kennedy movie, Kicking It Old School, <laughs> where he, you know, he goes into coma as like a 12 year old boy, and he wakes up a 30 right. year old man, and uh, he's trying to get all his friends back together so they can break dance. And um, so silly. Shit. What's the what's the actor's name? I've seen him. In I don't know because I've never have seen, seen that Juana movie. Juana Man. No. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, it's the same actor from Juana Man. I can't think of his name, but like. Um, Jamie Kennedy tells the character's wife like yeah and you could win like a hundred thousand dollars and she kicks him out of the house like so he could relearn how to dance again Mm -hmm. and she like she's like you better get to step in and then like slaps him she goes bitch slapped and then like anyway wow oh boy I just undercut everything we were just talking about Uh, you were just talking about not me I'm still in the clear so Uh, um, but it's not an episode of reservations and that's without that without without me undercutting everything we were just talking about I agree um (laughs) so let's see I have a lot of stuff written down um and I, uh, as per usual, have no notes. Oh, oh. I actually meant to write some notes, but I was just yeah. I was just I was just enjoying the movie. I actually wrote the second page of notes uh, after the movie was over. I was about to say like what an hour before I showed up. No, <laughs> but I mean kind of. Um, <laughs> so the director says it's a classic upstairs downstairs narrative, which oh, yeah. is both. Oh, figurative and literal. literal. There is one thing we're talking about, we'll, but right. we'll get there. Um, I also wanted to... Okay, so during the montage sequence... Oh, no, not during the montage sequence. It was when Jessica... Quote, quote. Jessica was first hired. Mm-hmm. They're about to ring the doorbell. She goes, stop. And then she does this sing-songy mnemonic device to have her remember mm-hmm. who she is, where she's from... What I do, okay, I got it, and then you know, just to make sure she's got her story down, right? right. Um, yeah, and and how she is even like it's it's a little sing songy sort of mnemonic, and I love it. I I, I kind of wish they would have all done that, mm-hmm. you know, to have a little pattern going, like they all have to do this little thing. Well, see, and the only one who uses their real name is. I want to say Miss. I want to say their dad, because yep. they they call him Mister Kim. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, 
Yeah, but no one else does because the son is Kevin. Mm-hmm. And then well, the they, they the parks call him Kevin. Oh, right. Um, and I, I guess they didn't put to it because I don't think he changed his name. Oh, okay. Because I think Min, because Min recommended him. I'm oh, sure he right. told him his real name. Oh, that's a good point. But I guess they never put two and two together. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Maybe. Well, they're dumb. I don't want to. I'm I mean, not going to say There's a it. lot of examples of how dumb Mrs. Park is. One of them is when she's calling the cleaning service. Oh, and she... It, and she just says, oh, we also need uh, a copy of the title to your house. And she goes, the title to my house? Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. no, that's insane. Why would you do that? Yeah. And, you know, proof of income, all that stuff. It's uh, so, like seems so citizenship silly. ID. Yeah, it's so silly. Yeah. And it's just a lot of paperwork to ask for. And she's like, okay, yeah, no problem. Um, so speaking of Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Park, so I, I really want to talk about this scene because during the Q&A that Bong did, someone asked him about this. Mm-hmm. And it's the quote-unquote sex scene. Okay. I will say it was very awkward to watch. Because you knew those people were down there? Yes. Under the coffee table? That's what it was. Yeah. I think that's what it was. So we should preface this. There, there, and, and Bong says it was not never meant to be erotic. So there's a scene. Because it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a scene in the film when the Parks come home and um, everyone's been, quote unquote, put to bed. Mm-hmm. Das Song is out on the front yard in his tent that Mr. Park got from the U.S. The U.S. <laughs> um, and Mr. and Mrs. Park decide they're going to sleep on the couch. That way they can watch him, make sure he's okay. And Mr. Park decides to get a little handsy. Yeah. And um, you don't see anything, which I actually appreciate it. Yeah. I really... I mean, it, 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 it sort of lended itself to the disconnect that it had. I mean, they... You know, it just didn't... It seemed so robotic. I don't know. I like it. They just didn't seem... They were connecting at all. Right? Mm. They were just going through the motions is what it looked like to me. Well, I mean, and there's this thing with Mr. Park and his wife because, you know... I agree. Mr. Kim asks him, well, you still love her, right? And he goes, well, yeah. Yeah, I love her. We'll call it love. We'll call it love. Yeah, that's what... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so he gets handsy and, of course, she reciprocates. Right. While said handsy motion is going on, Mr. Park, Kiwu, and the daughter are all underneath the table, pretty much hearing this. Yeah. Um, and because right before that happens is when Mr. Park makes the comment about Mr. Kim smells mm. like radishes. Yes. And what Bong mentions is that, you know, the scene was not meant to be erotic. Um it's not necessarily, con- in his eyes, not considered a sex scene. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be considered of this very intimate act mm-hmm. that is now being almost invaded right. by the three people under the table. Right. And it's, and the tension is high because, you know. Because they're still down there. It, it, it's, you know, for the Kims and the Parks, because Mrs. Parks like, what if, what if Das Song sees? And he's like, oh. He won't see. Right. So you're like, oh, dude, they're about to get caught. Yeah. And then you're like, holy shit. The Kims are about to be like, caught. I don't know. The Kims are still down there. And then, oh man, when when Dasong wakes them up, mm-hmm. and Mr. Kim is underneath, out from underneath the table, but he's like, oh, dude, I know. Oh, there's so much. Just, oh. I know. It, it 
like I said, I thought that was going to be the rest of the movie was them trying to get trying out of the house. Trying to get out of the house and then like slowly like having to like go upstairs. And for some and reason, I was okay with that. I was like, there's an hour left. Yeah, I can yeah. deal with them doing this for an hour. I would have been okay with that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but man. I know. This movie's awesome. I know. So, yeah. So they were just asking what was the significance about yeah. that scene. And, and it was, it was, yeah, it was mainly, that was what he was trying to say. Is I know that the, people have asked him about The Rock a lot. Like, what's so special about The Rock? He goes, nothing. They just needed to take care of it. Like, that's, the only thing about The Rock is they have to take care of it. That's The Rock. They they think it's a good luck charm. Right. I mean, yeah. that's the whole thing. It's not magic. It's not anything. It's not supposed to be some sort of red herring or anything like that. Right. It is what it is. Right. Now, the one thing I do want to talk about, um, and maybe we can end it on this, is the cover of the of the poster and the DVD art. There's a there's a there's a few that I really like. There's because there's a, a whole bunch. Like what what's cool about modern movies is that they get lots of different posters, mm-hmm. especially international ones. And there's one that almost looks like um, a sort of sitcom. Thing. Okay. And they're all just happy and goofy and it's bright, it's colorful, but there are these legs behind them, right? Uh-huh. Um, like someone is doing a handstand <laughs> behind them, so you uh-huh. can only see legs and feet. Um, and there's bubbles and the, you gotta look that one up. That one's that one's nuts. Oh, I am a sip maybe I can it's find silly. it. But it sort of plays into, you know, what it is. Um, yeah, but the main one I want to talk about is with the... the bars on the ice. Yes. What do you think that symbolizes? Because you brought up a good point when we were talking about it a couple of days ago, is that they're all looking at us, the right. audience, and then there's legs. Right. But we don't see the legs in the reflection of their window. No. And the Kims have black bars, and, and the, the Parks, parks have white, white bars. Yeah. So what do you... Like, I've been trying to think, I've been playing it over and over in my head, what exactly that could mean. It's, it could mean, well, especially for the Kims, is it's like they're wearing a disguise, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they, they are not being genuine about who they are right. to infiltrate their house, right? To right. be parasitic. Now, oh. the parks, they have different colored bars, mainly because... <sighs> A lot of it could be literally they're just blinded to other people's situations, other people's socioeconomic statuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I've said before, they're really dumb. And so yeah. for being so smart, they're dumb. And Yeah, and Mr. Park has like what a VR company or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. It was very odd. I didn't know what he did really. But it's not important what he does. Yeah. So, I really, I mean, first off, that's what really wanted me to see the movie in the first place. Was that poster? Yeah, because I was like, ooh, that looks really cool. Uh, Why are their eyes blacked out? That's really neat. Yeah. Um, Well, and I was just looking at through some of the other posters, and there's one that's kind of like a family portrait. Oh, is it the mirrored one that it's sort of um, the reflection is is the Kim's? Have you seen that one? No. Okay. Uh, this one is, it's all like a family. It's the Kims and the Parks together. Oh, okay, got it. But they all have black bars. Mm. But then we have legs mm. over here. The legs. It's, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's supposed to say, um, you know, someone's doomed, you know. Right. Um, now, is every single member of the Kims there? Mm-hmm. In that poster? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's odd. Let's say, do I still have it up? No, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, did you see the little sitcom one? That I've was, been trying to find it. That was they don't have it on IMDb. Oh, not on IMDb, no. It would be on like Google. Uh, Google uh, gotta goggle it? Yeah, you gotta goggle it, dude. Gotta jewel it? Yeah. Gots to, bro, because <laughs> it's, it's goofy. <laughs> it's goofy. And again, if you've seen the movie, it's sort of a little sinister because it's you know it's, it's yeah because this movie is not a comedy it's not at all what that appears to be right, right. and so it, yeah um, which I love I, I love that they have all of these different they have the the rock and making it look like stairs and the oh. parks are on top and the Kims are underneath that's cool and it's very cool right yeah um, I man I love this movie. It's, it's great. It's so good. I'm excited to see what they pick for the Criterion cover because yeah. that'll, that'll be interesting. I, I'll definitely have to get it. Ashley's just going to have to get over the fact that we I'll, have two copies. I'm going to have two copies. Well, it, for me, I would have bought it now three times because I, I bought, uh, it, bought it on digital iTunes. and then I bought it <laughs> yeah. um, to get the Q&A and to, you know, whatever on the – and it might – the Q&A even might be on the – Digital Criterion. copy, but well, I know for certain that the Criterion probably won't have a digital copy. So, I'll, no. yeah, so yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, man. So I just love this movie. It's it's so good, mm-hmm. and it it deserves a watch. I I've convinced so many people to watch it. Yeah, but of course, I have people who want to borrow it from me, mm-hmm. and um, I'm like. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Last time I loaned out a movie, I never got it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I said it all throughout season one and season two, and I'm going to say it all throughout this season again. Everyone should go watch this movie. Yeah, watch like, it. I understand, you know, foreign films aren't really most people's thing. No. I know they're definitely not my thing, but because of this, I would say they will become and that is the director's intent he was saying that you can unlock so many wonderful films if you can just get over the, the language subtitles. barrier yeah if yeah. you just get over the subtitles you're fine yeah right I and mean, he's absolutely right because since I mean since college I've seen like a hundred foreign films yeah and they're amazing yeah. City of God is a great example of that um, it's in Portuguese you know and then and it's like you know, people loved *Inglorious Bastards*, and a good seventy-five percent of that movie is subtitled. Yeah, and that's something Dad and I weren't expecting going that, into it. That and, it was going to be subtitled. Well, that it was going to be heavily subtitled, and so after the movie, we're like, "Wow, that was not in English a whole lot, was it?" <laughs> you yeah. know. But um, of course, this is Quentin Tarantino. Right, and it's so so interesting to have to. I mean, that's a conversation for a different time, but it's really interesting to have to direct something not in your language. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Quentin, did you did you see Bong's acceptance speech when he won Best Director? I watched. I, I watched it live, yeah. Yeah, and he, he, he gave all these special shout-outs. And I was like... I really liked his one to Martin because he... Well, he didn't Martin Scorsese start to cry? Yeah, because he started off with that quote, and he goes, and that quote was Martin Scorsese, you know, and it's... Um, now, he, I'm assuming he had a translator. He did. Yeah, because yeah, she's also a filmmaker. She's a, a documentarian. Yeah, because I've seen I've seen all his interviews, and he always has a translator. Is it always the same person? I don't know. I know it was a girl for his Q and A that's on on the special okay, features. It was, a woman, it was a woman for the Oscars as Oscars. well. Okay, and because and they said that she's also a, a filmmaker. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but yeah. Um, so everyone should go watch Parasite. Absolutely, Parasite um, is amazing. Um, if you love Downton Abbey. You'll love Parasite because it's the same thing. <laughs> it's it's upstairs versus downstairs. You guys? <laughs> it's basically just down Nabby in Korean. How about that? Uh, 
I've and, never seen an episode. And I love, I neither have I. I know Dan Stevens was on it for a good while and like had to gain a bunch of weight. That's awesome. And then thank God he got out and did Legion. And all my mom has seen. Um, well, then they did the movie, which picks up after the show. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm welcome the show. back to the Downton Abbey podcast. Could you imagine? Um, We've got to have our tea and crumpets. That's right. She's seen the movie and this, I mean, the, the show, and this is not a joke, maybe three times all the way through. Oh, my God. Three times all the way through. Yeah. I've watched How I Met Your Mother at least five or six times all okay, the way well, through. there you go. Uh, anyway. Anyway, yeah, um, got to see Parasite. So, so everyone, so this is season three. Um, we have a lot of... Really good movies that I know we're going to talk. And and I've decided that just in case we don't stick strictly to what we had pitched at the end of season two, that's fine. We'll just do it season four. Um, I may or may... I mean, I think I'm going to throw you a couple curveballs this this season. Because I did throw out a whole bunch and I was like, you know, saying them out loud kind of ruins spontaneity. I mean, I do definitely want to talk about The Crow. Okay. This season. And I also want to talk about Brick this season. That's not going to oh, change. Oh, absolutely. Um, but this, the movie I'm going to, you know, we're going to talk about next week, I did not mention, I don't think. Yes. Um, so so next week is going to be a Jeremy pick. And we, we agreed that because since me and him came together and agreed that we would discuss this movie, it was a joint pick. Mm-hmm. And so Jeremy gets uh, the first pick of season three. Very exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, um, this is the only time I have ever gone to a movie, saw a trailer, and liked and was more excited for the trailer than I liked the movie I was there to see. <laughs> um, really? yeah. Oh, because oh, you saw... Oh, okay. Yeah, so I was like, wait. When I went to go see It Comes at Night, um, they showed a trailer for the movie we're about to dis- that I'm about to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow, that looks unbelievable. And then... And I was like, oh, I'm here to see a different movie. <laughs> I was really disappointed. And that movie, ladies and gentlemen, is David Lowry's A Ghost Story. Isn't uh, Casey Affleck Casey in that? Casey Affleck is in that. And so is Rooney Mara. And uh, for a very brief moment, Kesha is in the movie. Really? Blank and you'll miss her, but she's in there because dude, she wrote a song for the movie. Dude. You don't like Rooney Mara? No. Not since they whitewashed her in the pan movie. Granted, I wasn't going to see the movie regardless, but she plays Tiger Lily. Oh, that's interesting. And, I mean, props to Joaquin Phoenix for getting her. Now, I will say that I've I've never seen Pam. Uh, I I never will either. um, I forgot that movie existed, but (laughs) uh, Rooney Mara is amazing. So she is amazing in Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, no, I love her in that. I think she did so great. Of course, I love Daniel Craig. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait for No Time to Die. I think that you're going to be surprised Okay. on now, Adult Story. She's really good at it. I believe I asked you this a long time ago, but as the title implies, it's not a horror movie. No. It is literally a ghost's story. So we are traveling through time with Ooh. the ghost. It is very existential. It, I love existential crises. Crises. Here you go. This is one of them. And I think it is one of the most gorgeous films I've ever seen. It is. And it it look when you say it out loud, it's so silly. It is literally Casey. And it is Casey Affleck because I've listened to the commentary. He is under the sheet. Um, But it is the classic sheet. Eye holes. 
you know. Hmm. But it sounds so silly when you say it, but when you see it, it's like, wow, that was really good. And he walks, he doesn't glide, you know. That's cool. It's fascinating. Well, everyone, uh, strap in for next week, uh, a ghost story. Now, I do want to mention... Uh, season three will have a new updated logo eventually. Um, so this episode may not come out on Tuesday. Uh, the what would that be? That'd be the second, second, no, third, third, because right. second, uh, first is tomorrow. The first is um, tomorrow. So it may not come out on the second, but this episode will be out. Uh, probably I may change the day to Wednesday. You may change it to Wednesdays. That's we may do that. Uh, but me and Jeremy will have an updated logo. Um, and we hope you're ready for whatever we're going to offer you. For season three, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're excited. So we hope you enjoyed, and we'll see you next week.